Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, it's your girl Claudia Jordan, and it's Friday, and we're back with a spooky episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the entertainment industry, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the topics, the biggest topics in the news that everyone is talking about. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink, and get ready for this hot tea. Okay, y'all, we are kicking off Halloween early. So without further ado, please welcome Funky Dineva as... Erica Badu. Oh my goodness. What is going on? <laughs> on, on and on and on and on. My side keeps moving like a rolling stone. Oh, oh, did I hit my note, y'all? Did I hit my look? You hit something. I don't know. Something hit you. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you for being a good sport. And please welcome Al Reynolds as Light Skin Jesus. (laughs) For my soul is full of trouble and my life draws near the grave. It's like Hazel E. (laughs) I am accounted among those who go down to the pit. I am like a man without strength. You are going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to go to hell with them because last but not least, I am Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act 2. <laughs> you got two people playing with the Lord and one who don't believe in them. <laughs> I am in a janky... Uh, no, well, I won't say that because I told my... I'm in the embassy suites in Oklahoma City. My flight got diverted. I had to find something at a local place. I was going to be something else, but we worked it out, y'all. We worked it out. Y'all look, y'all look festive. Y'all see, I got my sage and all. Incense is burning, so I'm feeling right. All right. <laughs> Yo, this outfit is choking me out. I cannot. Wow, <laughs> your I'm hair, hot. is that synthetic? I have no idea what this is. I know it's hot and I can't breathe. (laughs) Soulmates, we do this for you. Just for you. Y'all wanted me to be Kim Burrell and I didn't want to bring that spirit in my house. So I figured if I had to be a singer, I would be my favorite singer, Miss Erica Badu. So so that's why you did Erica Badu? That's why I did Erica. Okay. Okay. And Al, why did you choose Light Skin Jesus? Because I'm out here saving lives, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Not bad, huh? No. (laughs) Not bad at all. Got the beard and everything. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I was going to be Herschel Walker. I had everything set up. But uh, I told you my flight got diverted. So the Lord spoke to me and said, you know what? Sister Jordan, <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg from Sister. Hey, it is. You nailed it. You nailed it. I wiped my eyebrows off. I got dark lips. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. We are gonna have a good old time tonight. So, um, thank you for playing along. And to the soulmates, thank you for your suggestions. As you can see, none of us took any of those. And <laughs> <laughs> next year, we got y'all. All right, y'all, we want to give a special shout out to you guys for, you know, participating and kind of sending in your suggestions. And uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I love when we dress up. So we're going to do this often. All right. um, What y'all sipping on tonight? Everybody sipping on anything? I'm sipping on lemonade because I was at Houston's before the show. And um, I had three margaritas and a shot. So, you know, I try to be professional and I'm still trying to unlock my better self. So I needed to sober (laughs) up before I got to work. Oh, Lord, here we go. 
Uh, Jesus, light skin Jesus. I may have drank too much red wine before the show. You turned water into wine? I turned water into wine before the show. Let me I'm tell drinking you wine. The way my forehead itching, this wig might not make it to the end of the show. <laughs> well, I'm all here in Oklahoma. I made a little cheap hotel. I'm struggling, so of course I'm I'm drinking some fast food drinks. I don't want to show the logo, but it's from one of the fast food spots. So that's what I'm sipping on. Some, some orange Fanta. That's what I'm sipping there on. There it is. There is no mini bar in this hotel. I'm going to say that. Shout out to the people at Walmart in Oklahoma City for helping buy lights on the spot and to the people at the Embassy Suites here in Oklahoma City. Thank you so much. All right, y'all, let's get into the show. All right, y'all, Saucy Santana is making it clear that he does not want anyone dressing up as him for Halloween. Saucy tweeted, for real, I don't want nobody being me for Halloween. Y'all know I don't be with that. What are your thoughts on Saucy Tweet, Light Skin Jesus? You know, this is interesting to me. Um, you know, like, what's his reservation? I always thought people dressing up like you was almost like paying homage, homage, right? You know, because Saucy Santana in the last two years, like, let's be honest, he's broken down a number of barriers in the rap game, being an openly gay man. Um, he's collaborated with Madonna. He's, you know, opened up for City Girls at Rolling Loud. But I guess on the flip side, maybe he doesn't feel comfortable with how it may make him feel and how people look when they dressed up, dress up like him. Remember that TikToker that um, put those oodles and noodles on her head and, 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 you know, portrayed him and he ended up blocking her. So maybe that's what it is. What do you guys think? I cannot take you seriously, given a serious assessment of these topics. <laughs> <Let's get laughs> <laughs> don't so make me laugh now. listen i think that you know that the way saucy presents himself much like myself is my everyday image it's his everyday image and normally when people dress up as people look at us now we are making fun of we are dressing up in jest and, you know, if you dress up as Santana, it's to be the laughing stock of the party. And maybe he feels like, you know, my everyday image is not some party city cartoon and I'm not some character. Like, this is my real <coughs> person. And maybe he's a little sensitive about it. Hmm. I, I guess. I mean, but he has to be aware that he presents like a caricature. He is. I mean, all the stuff that he does and the hopping around and the dances, he's like so over, he's so um, hard, he, he's so unique. You know what I mean? I would I would say relax, sales, saucy, Santana, like that is such a a, a tribute to you, actually. Right. want to be. But if, hey, if you don't want us to be you, then we won't be you. How about Well, that? it's a read, though. Like, if you show up to a party looking a hot mess, you know what I'm saying? The beard, the plastic clothes on, but isn't it a read of anyone you're going to... Then that's the case, everyone that you are for Halloween. I'm reading nuns right now. You're reading Erica Badu. No, I, Erica will be proud, honey. I executed my look. If production can show my two-shot, if, they, if they're able to show my two-shot, baby, I flawlessly executed my look. Purple lips and all. Bing, bitch. I hit my note. Bing. Bing. <laughs> Lala Anthony revealed on The Breakfast Club that she could never get married again. Lala told Charlemagne, it was one of those things in life that I can chuck off like I did. I've experienced it. I know the good, the bad, and uh, that happened to me. So it's not something I want to experience again. She added, I can have an incredibly incredible relationship with somebody and not be married. What are your thoughts on what Lala said? And is it possible to have a great relationship without getting married? Let's start with you, Erica Badu. Well, I got three kids by three different baby daddies, but I had love for all of them. Okay. And never marry any of them. Okay, um, had three kids, three different dudes. For them all, my love is true. For the real Erica Badu fans, I had three kids by three men, and I loved them all, okay, and never got married. So it's all right that she don't want to get married. I mean, she did it. It didn't work out for her. For her. Obviously, there is a trauma surrounding that marriage. And listen, every single friend I got said their husband or wife died they're not going to get remarried. And every friend I got say, if they could do it all over again, they either wouldn't have kids or they would wait to have kids. So I don't find anything odd about what Lala is saying, especially coming out of the marriage that she came out of. Agreed. Okay. Uh, Light Skin Jesus? 
Well, you know, <clears throat> Oprah and Stedman never had to get married, and it seems like their relationship has been long-term. Um, Kurt Russell and Good Goldie Hawn has never gotten married. That's 25-plus years. Maya Randolph, Rudolph and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson have uh, not married, and that's lasted a very long time. So, I mean, maybe, maybe some people just aren't meant to be married and can still be in a long-term relationship. Look, Lala is beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And to me, I think she can have anyone that she wants probably. And this is how she feels. And so I can respect it because honestly, I feel the exact same way. I don't think that I would ever get remarried again. Now you don't set your ass up on this show and told us many a time you wanted to be married again and adopt uh, children. Mm -mm, not me. Not me, girl. Not you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you lying dress as Jesus now. <laughs> Listen, I don't think I've said that. I, I said I would prefer to be in a long, committed, long-term committed relationship. I don't think I've said that I want to be married again. I thought the soulmates asked you one time, would you want to get married again? And you say, yeah. Mm. Soulmates? I'll be lying. And then got the nerve to be lying in the name of Jesus. Look at <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever said that. I'm gonna say this. Um, if, if you go, if you know, you had such an embarrassing breakup that she had, I totally understand. Like, why would you want to? I mean, she got everything got picked apart and embarrassed and, and talked about and blogged about and talked about on talk shows and radio shows. I don't blame her. And she had the big, you know, wedding and the whole marriage and everything. So, I, you know, if you've never done it, I'd kind of sign on that. But if you haven't, this actually, there's no problem either way. If you want to, you don't want to. It's not a big deal. It's your personal choice. And after what she went through, I do not blame her. I don't blame her. I'll, I'll, I'll go on record. I want to do it again. I definitely want to do it. Q, do you want to get married? I mean, Erica? You, I got three kids by three different baby daddies. So what you think? <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly and truthfully, growing up gay, I never dreamed in that color. I was mm -hmm. born in 83 in the 90s when I came into who I was or realized what I was. Gay marriage was never, it wasn't an option. Um, so in my formative years, my teenage years, and in my early 20s, I never dreamed in that color. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I knew was that's Auntie Gwen roommate or that's Uncle Bob friend. Um, so I'm probably down to have a friend or a roommate, um, and that'll be all right with me. Do you guys think this is a new phenomenon, though, that women, you know, don't want to necessarily get married anymore? I think things are changing. Um, a lot of times, the things that women used to, you know, we were brought up thinking that we wanted to have or program, then they're saying if, if it doesn't work, they're not kind of um, setting themselves up for the disappointment. So people are just kind of carving their own path and doing what they want to do, not necessarily having the kid by 25 and, you know, and the marriage by 20. They're mm -hmm. kind of just doing their own thing now from disappointment. Listen marriage, no matter how you slice it and dice it, and I'm not talking about in the biblical sense or in the spiritual sense, but in a physical sense, marriage is a business arrangement. I mean, historically, when you look at what marriage was about, it was about selling off your daughter for upward mobility of the family. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still be in a healthy, loving, committed relationship without merging social security numbers with people. That is only the, the true physical functionality of marriage is business. So I can totally get how somebody can say, you know, I can still experience all the emotions and the connectivity without the business aspect of it. I still want the ceremony in the big, I want the big, beautiful day. Cause I did it in Vegas at the little white wedding chapel and it was annulled. I had annulled after four months and I really still feel like I didn't, I got cheated out of the experience. So I really want it. I want it. This time I'll know him a little bit more. All right, y'all, moving on. There are reports that former Atlanta Housewives Kim Zosiak Berman's mansion is facing foreclosure. Fulton County records revealed that a filing was made on October 6th by Landmark Community Bank about the foreclosure proceedings on her home. And according to a notice of sale under power, their six and a half bathroom, five bedroom home will be placed on the auction block on the first Tuesday in November. Now, the home was valued at over $2 million. What? 
are your thoughts on this news? And are you surprised, light skin Jesus? What you think? Can you make it? <laughs> you know what? Is it me or are the women of Atlanta Housewives fan franchises always having <laughs> problems with their homes? Remember Sheree, um, Kenya, and now Kim. I bet though for Kim, this has got to be pretty embarrassing. It's got to be sad and devastating because remember she put so much emphasis and pride and identity into her home. But you know, this is what I will say for other people that are experiencing this. As a, a previous private banker, remember foreclosure does not mean it's the end of the world. Foreclosure does have some benefits, you know, one being that you can save more money um, and the other being foreclosure can give you a fresh start, almost like a bankruptcy. So in this case, I really hope that Kim and her husband are not leaning towards bankruptcy or not going into bankruptcy and they can figure this out. Okay. Erica Badu, what you think? Listen, no matter how you slice it and dice it, it screams broke. Okay. It screams broke. You got a $2.7 million house and your house is being foreclosed on over a $300,000 loan. So that $300,000 loan that means the payments on that loan were somewhere in the ballpark of, I don't know, three to $5,000, depending on the terms of the loan. In order Not for you to, even. you know what I'm saying? Right, I'm being generous. And About $1,500. You know what I'm saying? And then to think that you're losing your home behind it means you didn't make those small payments for a while now for them to go in and foreclose on your home. And let's not forget, Croy was also taking the task for owing his agent over, I mean, $22,000. So it screams that y'all are having financial problems. Um, you know, these reality TV people, I don't know why y'all spend y'all money down to zero. For, for me, after being such an opulent person on reality TV, just my ego alone would not allow me to go through something like this. I would have moved, downsized, and sold that home before it got to this point. I'm sorry, you're not a celebrity, and let your house get to the auction block. And hers is due the first Tuesday in November. What's that, less than three weeks from now? Mm-hmm. And she and her her stuff finna get sold. I don't care how she slices and dice it, and I don't care what statement y'all issue. Y'all money funny right now. Yo, Q, you just brought up a very good point because I just I read in the article that she paid eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars for the home, and it's worth two point two. So and why then, you sell it? right, and it's worth two point five. Why, so why wouldn't she it? try to sell that home, even right. if it's a firehouse sale? Why wouldn't she try to sell that home to you know to negate this foreclosure unless maybe the foreclosure is a part of her bankruptcy. No, because if you file for bankruptcy, your house you is protected. You don't go into foreclosure, exactly. That's you right, get foreclosure that doesn't work. So um, when I lived in Atlanta, I was blown away by the fake richness down there. Everybody on every reality show has to portray that they're rich. And that's not even just on reality TV anymore. Now it's on social media. I remember people trying, and I'm not going to name names right now, but there were certain people that tried to really stunt on me about their home and where I lived and my, my, my high rise versus their home. Yes, they had a home, but it was like an hour and a half out the city to get a low payment. And I think people are just too worried about what people think about them on television to really afford and go after what they really should be buying. Listen, you got to expect to be on a reality show maybe a couple of years at best. And if you go longer than that, then you are blessed and you are one of the lucky ones. You can't think that this is like forever. Like it makes no sense. So why would you get a house that you know you can't pay if you don't have this show when they can cancel the show tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I, it was just like, Everybody was putting all their money into their wardrobe, their big fake teeth, and into uh, styling, hair and makeup. Instead of putting money into businesses that can generate income so you can have the house paid off, you can have the car paid up. No one has a trust. No one has their stuff in order. A lot of them don't. Some do, shout out to Candy, but a lot of them don't. And they find that that's why we keep hearing about the Atlanta house, not even this Atlanta, the housewives and, and let's just say all the reality shows. Because mm-hmm. you're doing it for TV. And and when you do it for TV, you know, it's hard to keep that thing up, especially when that show gets canceled. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial. When's that auction, though? How much they want for that? The first Tuesday of November, child. Let's pull our money. <laughs> Let's pull our Fox Soul checks together and go on over I there. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick commercial break and pray on um, maybe we can get this real estate. We'll be right back after this. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Welcome back to <laughs> the Halloween show. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're like, what the hell's going on? And what is this mess on my screen? We have decided to dress up for you, the soulmates, for Halloween. Now, we have Funky Dineva as Erica Badu. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. We have Al Reynolds as Light Skin Jesus. <laughs> he looked like the lion from uh, the boss. <laughs> and you have myself as Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did we nail it or not? I think we nailed it. I think so. Too. I think we did good. I think we nailed it. Now the glass is more whoopy, but she now you it. now you know you blind. You know you blind. So you may take them off. All right. Well, okay. It looks so cool like that. All right, y'all. Soulmates, thank you so much for joining us and for uh your suggestions uh that you wanted for us to be for Halloween that we clearly <laughs> ignored. Okay, look, y'all, Halloween is all about eating good candy and having a good excuse to dress up in a revealing costume. Now, before we get back to the show, have y'all ever dressed up in character during role play with your boo? Al, I know you have. Probably. Can you share with us? Oh, you want oh, oh my shit. Uh, let's see. I like role play. I, I mean, I, you know, I think it keeps it interesting. Um, I think it it adds variety to your relationship and also your marriage. Um, different ones that I've done. It's like I've been a police officer, um, arresting. I've done what else have I done? I've done actually. This is crazy. I've done Tarzan, um, like the jungle scene type of situation. What else have I done? Um, Mm, oh, I've done the teacher situation. Um, I've done that before. So yeah, I like role playing. I think I think it could be a great addition to a healthy relationship and a healthy marriage. Okay, Funky, have you done any role playing with costumes? I can't believe I'm about to reveal this. I so cannot believe I'm about to reveal this. So for role play for me, I do love it, but it's been more just pretending costumes have not been involved. But I did put on lace panties one time. What? <laughs> I'm so shamed. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. I need to baptize you. <laughs> I went to I my person. I need a verse for this. I went to he my person's back I underneath went, the water. I went to my person's house and they were like, I got something I want you to wear. And I was like, okay, I'm with it. And when I went to the bathroom or whatever, he's it's like, it's, you know, it's in that bag. And he was like, you know, come out with it on. Okay, yeah. fuck it. I need a little bit more details. Now, when you say lace panties, you mean like... Pink Victoria's <laughs> lace panties. <laughs> you do crazy oh, things for the ones you love. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't even get you no damn pearls. Damn. <sighs> There, it's out there. Yeah, I go ahead and climb it all on the internet. This is gonna live forever. I can't believe I just shared that with y'all. We done seen you in your little Versace, little tiny, teeny, <laughs> teeny bottom brief. Well, that's true. Winding it up. I can't imagine you with some pink lace little numbers. Did you wear the top too? It was. It wasn't no top. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I haven't done anything with costumes yet, but I, I I'm inspired to. So I, I think I'm gonna try to do something. Very, very soon. If you know watch. what? The nun outfit with no panties on up under it could be fun. Yeah, that would be should, I, should I roll up like that? With like, maybe yes. a belt underneath? And like, yeah, like Sunday, yes. like Sunday school, naughty nun. That could be fun. Be a mean naughty nun. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. That could be fun. Man, let that costume go to you. Don't let them nine ninety nine go to, down the drain. Shit, that's hard. Forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to these hot topics. Now, uh, during the interview on the Higher Learning with Van Latham and Rachel Lindsay podcast, Billy Porter revealed that he doesn't listen to hip-hop music or know any of the current rappers. Billy said, and when hip-hop started to emerge, the first narrative was bleep the police. The second narrative on the list was kill the bleeps. I miss hip-hop because I had to extract myself from that energy so that I could save myself. I don't know anything about it. I don't know who those people are. He continued, so I don't know none of these people. I don't know Lil Boosie. 
I don't know who the bleep that is. Just like he doesn't know who I am or he may know now, right? But when people come for me and talk me talk about me shoving my gayness down their throats and blah, 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 I'm like, then turn the page, turn it off like I did. Uh, Al, what are your thoughts on Billy's comments? What do you think about what he said? So when I looked at the, the actual interview, if, if you listen to the podcast, I completely understood his pain surrounding the trauma of his childhood, which led him to, you know, check out to protect himself emotionally and mentally. However, the genre of hip hop is fundamental to the black experience. And it's also had a number of cultural shifting benefits to the black community that we can't ignore. So it saddens me that even that he has expanded beyond his childhood, that he has not reconnected to hip hop and understanding the influence that hip hop has paid, played against police brutality, the influence against inequality that hip hop has played. You know, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully as um billy porter starts to journey more he can revisit the concept of embracing hip-hop okay uh funky badu you know what i 100 support what billy uh porter said you know to al's point even though hip-hop has been cultural shifting and there's been some positives to hip-hop hip-hop is not the end all be all you ain't gonna die if you don't ever know a hip-hop song you can live a very fruitful life without ever being exposed to the genre whatever the case may be and i am the same way i curate everything in my timeline i curate everything in my bubble there are certain influencers there are certain actors there are certain entertainers that i just don't like every time i see them they come across me they vex my spirit like dr umar johnson is one of them he vexes my spirit but instead of me getting online and bashing him or making videos or tweeting negative things about him, I simply curate my timeline and my feed so nothing from him comes through my feed. And I think that's the same thing Billy Porter has done. When you find something that's bringing you trauma, you know what I'm saying? You turn the page or you curate your life to protect your peace. I agree. And I'm, I, I think, hey, whatever helps you... Um you know, have peace in your life, that that's what you should do. I'm finding myself as I get older, more sensitive to things that didn't bother me. I was like, when I was younger, like when I was younger, I could watch scary movies and look at gory stuff online. But now that I know that that, that stuff is real and real people are really getting hurt, it's hard for me to watch. So I imagine that's how Billy would feel. I'm gonna say this, more more, more so about the, the, the state of hip hop, which is sad to me that, you know, the bad, the the ratchet, the the negative, the misogynistic, the hateful hip hop is what's in the forefront, and the the Jake Holes and 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 the others. I see, I can't even rattle any off. I can't rattle the the woke rappers off because they're not really put in our face like that. You know what I mean? Like it's even hard for me to even come up with a few names right now, and that's sad because you're miss if you're turning off your, your ears to all of hip hop. There are some good artists out there, but we they're just lost in the sauce because all the negative stuff is being pushed upon us. And that's what's sad. So, all right, y'all, great conversation. Uh, hey, guys, a, a woman who happens to be white gave an interesting speech during the wedding reception oh, yeah. who married a Black man. Take a look. You guys are outstepping the stereotype, and I love it. But you guys, I swear, I love it. You guys are the best. Okay. You guys are the best. The best. What do y'all think about this uh this speech? She had too many natty lights and she tried to get on the stage and thought she was Amy Schumer and was a hot damn mess. I mean that if you see the whole speech, it was so cringy, and I'm surprised one of the black whatever black man her friend married must be black like this and not like this because a real black auntie would have went up there and got her ass from up there um just it, it, it like the secondhand embarrassment i experienced especially when she started going going i was like you know i love black people i'm not going to be racist i'm not racist and it was just, she just kept repeating it and it just got worse and worse and worse as it progressed um then, you know, in, in the beginning of the doggone speech, she's talking about, well, I don't even really know the girl like that. I was just, just everything out of her mouth just got worse and worse and worse. And I, uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't be friends after that wedding speech. You think she was drunk? She was drunk. She was drunk. She had to be. She, 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 she had to be. I, I got a guilty, I got to confess. I, I kind of live for a drunk, tragic speech at a wedding. 
when I'm not, of course, the bride. You know what I mean? Of course, you don't want your own room, like wedding room. But isn't it kind of funny to sit back and watch that train wreck unfold? Like, <laughs> we clown on this heifer now. I'm a, you know what? I'm not going to call names, but there was a certain celebrity wedding, housewife wedding that I attended in Atlanta. And there was an R&B singer who was in the wedding and was extremely drunk and got in the middle of the wedding and gave the wedding speech and was just cursing left and right, referring to the bride as a real B-I-T-C-H. She's like, you know what? I love you because you're a real B-I-T-C-H and kept saying it and kept saying it. And finally people in the audience were like screaming her name. And um, I'll never forget Sherry Shepard screamed her name real loud. And then eventually somebody like went up there and kind of like patted her on the shoulder to kind of like, you know, wrap it up. It, it was so embarrassing, but alcohol makes people do that. Whose wedding was that? Huh? I gave I gave enough clues, but I out of respect, I'm gonna leave it at that. You've talked about this wedding before on the show. Have I? It wasn't because uh -huh, you said Sherry Shepard was there. Was that Candy's wedding? <laughs> Erica. Erica. Go ahead, Al. Uh, I can't remember. I can't. I can't. I, you talked about this. You talked about this. That's wedding. not the story. Your, your commentary on Whitefish being drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Erica, calm down. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think it, she was trying to say all good things, but they came out in all the wrong way. As far as I, from the beginning to the end, everything was just wrong. So I just felt like maybe she was nervous. Maybe she was drunk. But that whole just kidding, they could, somebody should have taken the mic from her. Somebody should have taken the mic and escorted her out the building to go have a cigarette because she looked like a cigarette smoker to me. Drunk people at weddings. We know about that. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Listen, we all know how important it is to get rest so we can be at our very best. And, uh, you know, we all know sleep is really important to our overall health and wellness. Well, let me tell you about GhostBed, the best beds in the game. Now, GhostBed is a family-owned business that's been designing high-quality sleep products for more than two decades. And their 50,000 positive previews reviews show just how awesome they are. Now, from luxury mattresses to premium sets that get softer with every wash, GhostBed is your go-to for all things sleep. Plus, if you sleep hot, every ghost bed mattress is designed with cooling in mind, including materials like their signature ghost ice fabric. Now, shipping is free and fast, and most orders ship within 24 hours. You can try out our mattresses for 101 nights with free returns, and you can even take their online quiz to find the ideal mattress for your sleeping style. Now, fellas, you too have received your ghost pillows, and let's show the proof there. Tell me about the pillows. Tell me about them. So I'll go first. I look look at this, y'all. I don't know what pillow terminology is. I'm just gonna say the squish on it. Like I love the squish. And when you lay your head in this pillow, they call it ghost pillow. I might as well be dead because I feel like I'm in heaven. Just the squish on this thing, the way it contours around your head and your neck, it just feels so good. Look at that. The squish. Just get the squish on it. <laughs> Not the squish. The squish. Well, you know, you know, I'm a light-skinned Jesus. So, you know, this is like being in heaven. It's like being in heaven. Um, but seriously, you know, I also deal with migraines and a tad bit snoring, and the cooling effect of this pillow um really has decreased both of those in my experience with a ghost bed pillow. All right. Well, for a limited time, ghost bed is offering our listeners. 30% off ghost bed mattresses plus two free luxury pillows or get 40% off when you bundle a mattress with their award-winning adjustable base. Now I have some ghost bed products on the way and I can't wait to get them. Uh, to find your perfect mattress, use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Look, you don't want to miss out on these savings. Again, that's promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Look, we'll be right back with more TGIF after the break with Black, well, I'm sorry, Lightskin Jesus, Erica Badu, and Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat that are loving the show and make sure you hit that like button so we can uh, see that love when we go back and watch the show. All right, soulmates, uh, make sure you show us some love in the chat and let us know which one of us has the worst costume. Yes, we do mean the worst. And before we go back to our show, what's your go-to horror film for Halloween? What's, what's your, your, your go-to movie? Let's start with you, Al. Nightmare on M Street Part 3. I think it was called... Oop. Oh, wait a minute now. Jesus is messing up. <laughs> Dream Warriors. Okay. Dream Warriors. Okay. All right. That's your movie. That's your go-to movie. That's my go-to movie. Because that's that's when Freddy Krueger, remember, that's when Freddy Krueger um, slit Christian's wrists in a okay. dream. All right. Okay, Q, what you think? What's your go-to Candyman. movie? Candyman. Candyman, why? Candyman is my favorite. You know why? Because Candyman mind his business until you called his name. Okay, Candyman mind his business, and it's just something about those bees and Caprini Green projects that just, just I don't know. It, it, it was just one, and that man was sexy and scary at the same time, or whatever. And it's just one of the, it's just one of the classics. Um, I think horror movies present day are cheesy, um, but I think you know horror movies from the '90s and prior had real elements of horror and real good plots, and and, and Candyman is one of my favorites. I do agree. I feel like the 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 horror films of yesteryear were a little bit more original. And I think now it's more becoming more about special effects sometimes. I think mm-hmm. they were just more a scary story. Mine is uh, any of the Friday the 13th movies, the whole time franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Those that's like, too. we going way back in like Jason and the woods and the mask and then his backstory and to find out that he had a little backstory about him and you know, when they finally lifted that mask, it was just a hot ass mask. So yeah, all the Friday the 13th movies, I kind of grew up on those and they definitely used to scare me. So has right. the new has the new Michael Myers with Jamie Lee Curtis, has that come out yet or is it coming out? I, I, I heard people talking about what happens in it. So maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe sure. it's out. I, and, I, and I think this is supposed to be like the final installment. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is, you know, Oh, older. It's out. Okay, yeah, it's out. She's older, so she can't be doing too many more running through the woods too much longer. Um, but I want to see that one. Spoiler alert. I heard they both die. What? Yeah. Audio? Oh, it actually came today. out today. Production said it came out today. <laughs> Forgive me. All right. <laughs> Claudia, that was jacked up, man. I know, right? <laughs> that was not very nun-like. This is just a costume. All right, y'all. A family went viral after posing their daughter's BBL-inspired Halloween costume. You have to see this. Take a look at this. Do you think... (laughs) These BBLs killing y'all and the thighs don't match. That is so cute. You think this is inappropriate or just being funny? What do y'all think about this? Al, let's start with you. I loved it. Did you see how the little girl was holding on to her man? She did not let his arm go. Like, he was there by her side. She was like, I'm going to look good for my man. He's here to support me through all of my trauma. I loved it. I loved it. Kid, what you think? You know, I don't know if inappropriate is the right word. Um, The costume is definitely in the words of my grandma, a little mannish. The only reason why I have an issue with it is because I feel like the little girl has no idea what she's dressed up as. And so you robbed her of Halloween versus making her a witch or Minnie Mouse or a princess or Cinderella. So she's been robbed of her Halloween experience in order to give adults a gag. That's my only issue with it. Other than that, it's funny. Um, I think it's funny, but I'm also kind of sick of the whole BBL thing. So I'm kind of like, eh, I remember being in the Virgin Islands and me and my girl on the beach and these little girls, they were five and six. It was so cute. They were stuffing their um, bathing suit bottoms with sand to look like they had real big fake booties. And I'm like, this thing, and we in the Virgin Islands, I'm like, this thing is like taking over the world. I just feel like it's just too much. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it as an adult. I'm just sick of it. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. She probably has no idea what that means. Yeah, she has no idea. Obviously, she has or maybe no she idea does. she is. Because them little girls knew on the beach. In the yeah, but she's like, that girl looks like she's two or three years old. So I just think she was robbed of her Halloween experience. I, I, I could just imagine the joy of a little kid being a Power Ranger and being in the mirror twirling around. She's looking in the mirror and she don't get the joke. Yeah. Oh, people are so mad at me about the Halloween. Listen, I, first of all, I'm wrong. I'm messing with y'all. And go see it. Like, <laughs> y'all good? Y'all good? Maybe she dies. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, they lighting you up in the chat. Why would you do that? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I don't even know if it really. She, I just, yeah. Okay, the Real Housewives of Potomac cast member Candace Dillard Bassett uh, said, <clears throat> shared her thoughts on what life after Bravo should look like. Candace said, "When I leave this platform, whether I leave of my own uh, volition or I'm fired, I'm going to leave. Like, actually, go." She continued, "Be onward and upward." Some of y'all need to let go of the platform that has already let go of you. Peace is a commodity. I pray finds you in infinite supply. Do you agree with Candace Q? What do you think? So, you know, um, just so the audience knows what we're talking about, she was talking directly to Buffy Purcell, who was a former castmate of Married to Medicine, who's no longer on the cast. Um, Buffy, you know, is an avid watcher of the Bravo shows. Some people could argue that she's just um, an enthused fan that has social media opinions, just like everybody else. Others could argue that she's bitter because she's no longer on the show and she's no longer a part of the Bravo family. It just depends on if you like Buffy or if you don't. Um, you know, Buffy's no stranger to tweeting and stating her opinions about people across various shows on social media. And, um, you know, I guess Candace is one of the people that she... It doesn't express, you know, too many positive feelings with to add a little more texture to this. Uh, Buffy is also cool with Monique. The All About the Tea platform is also cool with Monique. Those of you guys that follow the show know that Candace and Monique don't jive. So there's a little bit more backstory and a little bit more, you know, layers to this whole situation. Um, but, you know, oddly enough, I kind of agree with Candace. Like, if, if if I was done with with the network, you know, I, I kind of would just keep my opinions to my friend group and not be public with it because it does make you look bitter, whether you are or you aren't. It does make you look bitter. Okay. Thank you very much. Al, what do you think? I mean, I totally agree with, I agree with what Funky said. She's got a whole TikTok out here talking about Dr. Jackie and all the other women on Bravo. You know, Buffy's just so vested in being messy, which is the part that you can't, for me, I can't tell if it's because she she's no longer on the show. But Claudia, that's what I wanted to ask you because you were on Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, for one season, but you, you didn't behave like this. Like, you know, you step in, you give your opinion when, it's relatable, but you're not like targeting all those women, even though you could. So I, I actually wanted to hear your perspective on this. You know, it, it's um, it's not my everything. You know, I think there's a big difference between people that came to the any reality show with a resume already and already had other things going on. And then some people who that made them. And I think mm. there's a clear difference in the behavior of people that have come have a different background. Um, I always looked at that show as a, a one like a one line on my resume, like I'll go do this for a season. And if it ends up being more then that's great. If it doesn't, I only signed a one-year deal. You know what I mean? And I think that um, it was easy for me to let it go. And then when it comes up in conversation, I talk about it when we have to, but other than that, I haven't watched, I watched two episodes since I left. Um, so, uh, you know, I get it. And if that thing really impacted your life, like this is the biggest opportunity I've ever had in television. I understand people hanging on to it like that. I understand them being bitter. I understand them feeling hurt. When it mm -hmm. ends, I get it because you don't really get that many opportunities if you're a regular chick that's not really in the business. But if you go on auditions, you've done commercials, you've hosted this, you've hosted that, it's one of many opportunities and you'll get more. You know what I mean? And I think got when it. you get on those shows, you got to like branch out and have other things going on because when it ends, it can be extremely depressing and hard to kind of come to grips that you don't have that calling card anymore. Kind of like professional athletes, when you don't have it anymore, your entire identity is tied into that. And you go down a downward spiral and you talk bad and you're angry. So I just think, you know, just being well adjusted. Like I left there and went to another show, you know, and then another one, then another one, another one, you know, whether that was a better, best idea, I don't know, but I'm not caught up on, it. I don't have hard feelings when I see it. You know, I don't, mm. so yeah. All right, Joe, um, what are y'all's plans for Halloween this weekend? Are y'all doing anything? I got a Halloween party uh, down to the bar where the Honda cars be. So, you know, we're going to be drunk. Miss Kenny gonna be rolling her kiki. I mean, we I, I took y'all to the bar. So imagine that place in costume. Though, that cast of characters, it's gonna be wild. You need the light-skinned Jesus to come. <laughs> come on down, fly on down here. Are you gonna dress up for this too? Probably not, because it is nothing worse than being drunk and uncomfortable or, or drunk and hot. So, and and, no, and, and right. no matter that's what hot. your Halloween costume is, it's gonna be hot and itchy. So no, probably not. Okay. Al, you got plans for Halloween? 
Um, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to spend Halloween. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure, but I'm sure, I, you know, I love Halloween. You guys know this, like, this is like one of the, one of the things that I really celebrate and I go all out on, but, um, I haven't figured out which, which, which Halloween party I'm going to do yet. I'm kind of bummed not being in LA with my best friend, Annie, because we actually have a real good time together and Halloween is humongous in LA. Like the whole Santa Monica Boulevard is shut down and it's like for miles and people really get into it. Uh, the last time we did it, she was Barack and I was Hillary and it was funny as hell. And we really got, we were in character the whole night. So I, I have no plans. I know I got to do cocktails with Queens on Monday. So I'll be pl- dressing up again. I'll be in Dallas. So if I don't know, if there's some parties to go to in Dallas, I'll definitely step out, but I'll probably just maybe give some kids some candy. I don't know. No plans. That sounds so boring. Damn. You old. That's, that's what you're supposed to do at your age. Yeah, uh, I look younger than you, though. All right. <laughs> All right. Whitney Houston's estate is released. Oh, baby, we got to go to a commercial, honey. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And wait, we have a... Uh, hey, tell me, be sure to send that question because, you know, we got that segment coming up, too. Yeah. Okay. Get those questions in. The last segment, we will be answering them. And, um, yeah, go ahead and get those shady questions in. We'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF Halloween special. If you just tune in and want to know what the hell is going on here, um, we have uh, Q, a.k.a. Funky Daniva, is Erica Badu. Oh, on and on, on and on. I hit my note. My sage went out. That sage is not going to last. Not in this house. Mm -mm. Uh, And we also have Al Reynolds as Light Skin Jesus. I swear that that ain't the Jesus Florida Evans had in her house, but we'll take it. <laughs> and I am Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act Two. Here's Why you keep body. darkening your lips? You are so disrespectful. I'm trying to be accurate as a character. Mind your business, Erica. <laughs> right. Mind your business. All right, Joe. <laughs> Hey, Whitney Houston Estate is releasing a fragrance in her honor. Houston's Estate partnered with Scent Beauty and Perfume for Minch to to create Whitney's signature fragrance. All right, Pat Houston, Whitney's sister-in-law and executor of her estate, told Essence Magazine, I've always known that she wanted to do fragrances. It was such a passion for both of us, and we were so close to the fragrance project that I just didn't have the energy or even think of pursuing it because she was such a part of it at the time of her passing. But once we parted with Primary Wave, we decided to build her brand beyond her music which is something that she wanted to do. But some Whitney fans are not happy about the perfume and are calling the perfume cheap and a disrespectful way for Whitney's family to use her name and image to make money. What are your thoughts on this real quick about this? Is this a good way to honor Whitney Houston? Al, what do you think? I'm going to say no. Nope. I don't support this commodification of Whitney Houston. How do you create a fragrance in honor of someone who is dead? It feels creepy. It feels cheap. And it feels inauthentic to me. They need to let this lady rest in peace. They need to let Whitney's legacy uh, live through her music. I feel like they're just peddling her likeness for a dollar. I just don't understand what's going on. Like Pat, like she's in charge of the estate. I just never seen an estate run like this. I mean, is this Pat's only job i'm not trying to be i'm not shading her or anything but i just find it weird it's creepy i don't like it i don't like it uh, uh erica what do you think you know what it's the price point for me it said that the perfume would be from eight to sixty dollars and sold in walmart like that is just the read of all times like at a minimum it should have been uh, 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 over a hundred dollar fragrance sold in a classy based place like Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's who would have done her legacy right. And I get it. When you're trying to make the most money, you want to make the products affordable like the patty pie. But if it's supposed to be a signature, something or another, make it classy based and make it high end. I'm sorry, eight to $60 does not describe Whitney Houston in Walmart. I agree with both of you. I feel like if she still had a daughter, child around, it'd be one thing to want right. to keep the state going to leave something for her, but her child not being around and then the family kind of benefiting from this, like the sisters and mom. But I, 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 it's kind of cringy. It's kind of cringy. And um, it does feel like they're kind of taking advantage of the name. Like you're, you're right, Claudia. Who Who is this for? Yeah. She does, 
there are no benefactors. Who are the benefactors? Because th let, let's face it, there's enough money left to get sissy uh, through the rest of her life. Right. So, so right. who are the benefactors? Pat. And then, and then on top of that, like, well, did she yeah, own her masters? You know what? Is that her masters alone should be able to take care of anybody in that in that entire situation, right? I don't know if her we'll royalties. Ever, I don't know if we'll ever get the answer to that question, but right now we got a question from our fans. So before we go, we want to open up the chat to our fans who can ask us anything. And I do mean anything. What are y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, we only have two minutes left. We got to be conscious of the time. So I'm just going to go down the questions that they sent me in the chat real quick. Okay, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Is there a movie, Xavier Perkins, is there a movie or a show you guys would want to do a cameo on real quick? Anyone that's got a check. Anyone that's got a check. Same. Uh, <laughs> Conspiracy 85, what was your wildest Halloween night? I don't have one. I'm pretty, Halloween's my least favorite holiday. You know, that's my favorite. I, usually the biggest freak of me comes out during Halloween. So I have quite a few uh, infamous Halloween nights. I was dressed as a ninja and I threw a piece of cake in this girl's face because the year before she threw cake in my boyfriend's face. So I I waited a whole year to the day and got her back. OK, uh, Shania Pope says, question for Al. Did you borrow Nene or Will Winnie Williams wig? You know what? We ain't going to start with that. <laughs> Meadow says, thoughts on. No, we're not talking about Kanye. Jesus Christ. Um, Fox Soul. called. Do the <laughs> in the buff or naked or pajamas? Naked. Naked. G-string. Um, Al, at what age range would you date or do you have a range for your equal opportunity, for your opportunity? I would date from 30 to 85. Uh, Candace says, what is your favorite Halloween candy, you guys? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Snickers. M&M's. Uh, Kevin Wiles, Al, what do you have under your Jesus cloak? <laughs> Nothing. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, Carly Vaughn, Al, how come you waited until you were light-skinned Jesus to lie? You did say you wanted to get married. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's get his ass, Carly. Stevie Ray, question for all of y'all. Why didn't y'all go with the costumes we in the chat suggested? <laughs> Claudia's, Claudia's plane got diverted. Funky got his today. <laughs> hey, y'all, thank you so much for watching us. Please hit that like button and uh, make sure you stick around and stay tuned for Tracks and Tales. Have a great Halloween. We'll have some stories from Halloween next week when we see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, soulmates. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.